Welcome to this episode of After the Bell, the Barron Perspective newspaper's very own podcast. On this show, students are given the opportunity to show who they are after the bell, specifically with hobbies and activities they pursue. You're here with your hosts, Brianna DeJesus and Madison Corral, and the tech team, Giovanni Santiago and Michaela Peralta. This episode, we will be interviewing students on their athletic ventures other than what is offered at Woodbridge High School. First up, we have junior and BMX biker, John Gill. Hello, John. Thank you for coming to our show today um, for the, our second episode of the podcast. And today we're going to talk to you a little bit about your um, BMX racing, you know, the athletic ventures you do outside of high school. So what exactly is BMX racing? Uh, BMX racing, uh, BMX stands for bicycle motocross. It's, um, it's biking. Uh, you ride on a track. Tracks vary from a quarter mile to like a half mile long with crazy jumps, gaps, turns, burns, all that, all that fun stuff. It's eight people on a gate. And from the start to the finish, there's very few rules. It's full contact sport. You can bump, uh, bump, ride, block, however, however you want to ride. And um, it's a lot of fun. It's very competitive. And how long have you been a part of the sport? I started when I was four and um in third grade so when i was nine or ten i took a little break for a couple years uh to try to focus on other things like basketball and stuff like that but uh i went back to it when i was 13 and uh, i've been doing it ever since so probably eight years in total so if you can remember what first interested you about bmx racing well for christmas one year my father got me a little bike and he brought me to the racetrack that spring and uh, I was riding around with uh, a bunch of kids anywhere from my age to like 13, 14. One of the kids was this kid named Scotty Kramer, who was a natural on a bike. He down his freestyle and he's won a couple, couple X Games gold medals. And um, it was the, really the family aspect and the community aspect of the sport that uh, got me attached. And I was just kind of a natural at it. So I had a lot of fun with it the first time and I was learning a bunch of things like that first day, that first couple times that I went to the track. And I, I just had that motivation to get better every single time. And it was it was just so much fun to ride my bike with like the best friends I ever made. Yeah. And as far as like the competitions, are they um, district or are they like statewide? Um, there's local, local races, which for the most part are kids from all around the state. They come every weekend to race at the local tracks. Um, there's regionals, which are called Gold Cups. Um, that's like Northeast, Southeast. So New Jersey, New York, uh, Massachusetts, the rest of New England, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, I think. Uh, so they all race together. Those That's a series that goes throughout the year and ends sometime in October, late October usually. And then there's the national series, which all around the country, there's a race probably every weekend. And they're um, all around the country. So California has a lot of races that are nationals because a lot of races are from California. Florida has a lot, but uh, there's a couple up, in, up around the Northeast, but not that many every year. So I don't go to that many of those. Have you competed in like the um, large nationwide competitions? I have. Uh, I usually try to make it out to one or two a year. They usually have one over in Pittsburgh, which is a lot of fun every year. And um, I usually like when I was younger, I did really good at those races. I used to podium almost every race and stuff like that. But when I came back, everybody else just got so much better. And now I like I make the main event, but uh, 
I usually like I usually make the main event, but I don't do very well in the mains. But it, it's it's just a fun time no matter what. Are you looking to do it um like more successfully as in like the friend you said did X games or are you just doing it for just like the enjoyment? Um I've learned that I do it for the fun of it because once you make something like that used to be fun more something like work, it becomes way less fun and you don't want to do it anymore. So uh, I, I just have a mindset that I want to go out on my bike and have as much fun as I can um, every time that I go out instead of working towards a goal. It doesn't help that BMX doesn't have a very like forgiving pro market. Like it's not it's not a big sport, so like it's it's hard to go pro as a as a BMX racer. Yeah. But uh, I, I, that's not my goal. I just want to go out and have fun every time on my bike. And what is the most challenging thing you would say about being a BMX rider? <laughs> the most challenging part about being a bmx racer um might be the fact that it's a small sport like i said before it's really small there's maybe 50 kids my age that do it in the entire like state um another really challenging aspect of it is trying to get to the races like travel costs alone is crazy um the bikes are pretty expensive once you get like to the higher um more performance-based bikes um what else is there? <laughs> Injuries. That's that's another big thing. I'm scarred from pretty much head to toe from from racing. I've broken myself a million times. It's it's challenging, but it's it's not something to discourage me from doing the sport. It's the best thing that's like I've ever done. I have so much fun with it all the time. Okay, so as far as injuries, has have you ever had an injury that's taken you out of the sport for a long period of time? Um, I have broken quite a few bones, um, both inside and outside of BMX that have affected me racing. That should have kept me out for a long time, but I have raced with broken hands, broken feet, broken ankles. I, it doesn't matter. I put a brace on it and, and go ride. I've actually cut a cast off once so I could just go out just and Just so ride. you could race? Just so I could ride, yeah. Dedication. Wow. Dedication, oh my gosh. Well, what advice would you give to people who may be interested in BMX racing? Hopefully not to Cut off their cast. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend that. That it's, I'm gonna have arthritis by the time I'm twenty. <laughs> um, the best advice I could give you is just to have fun with BMX or anything that you want to do. Like, don't don't make it out of work. Like, don't make it into work uh, because then it becomes not fun anymore, and it just becomes a pain um, to do, and it it ruins the whole fun aspect of whatever you're doing. Um, other than that. Start off small. Don't jump into the big pool. Don't like jump straight for nationals or don't jump straight for a state title or anything like that. But uh, like go for just go out to the track locally. Um, there's one in Howell. There's one in Flemington. Those are the two closest, both 45 minutes away. It sucks. Um, I wish there was one closer, but just go out to the local track. There's like they have practices weekly and just try to have fun with it try to learn as much as you can as, as quickly as you can and um focus on getting better at all those little tiny skill things and uh have fun with it that's the that's the biggest thing just have fun and is there anything else you'd like to add i don't think so no. well thank you for coming oh no problem now for a short break, and when we come back, I'll be interviewing Leandro Flores, a senior here who is also an international soccer star. Welcome back to After the Bell After That Short Break. We are now here with Leandro Flores. 
Hi, Leo. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Rihanna. How are you? I'm good. Okay. So we're going to start off with the beginning of your soccer career. So how long have you been playing soccer? I've been playing soccer since the age of nine. And what first got you interested in the sport? Well, my family got me interested into the sport. I've been playing soccer with my uncle and my grandpa in Peru when I visited. And that's when I really started playing it at the age of nine. And I came here and continued my career. And what are some important things that they have taught you about the sport? Well, they taught me like the skills. They taught me the passion for it since they went pro in Peru, but they all had to come here. So usually when, um, you know, I play basketball, when I work with my dad, sometimes like there could be tension. Now, how does working with your family um, come to terms with the sport that you love? How does that work out? I, I don't really feel pressure playing my playing soccer with my family because it's not really like a huge accomplishment to play in a foreign country because it's easier than playing here. And I just really look forward to playing soccer in college to get me, you know, a athletic scholarship or something like that to further my, educa my education. Now, uh, what positions do you play exactly? I play center mid and center defensive mid. Now, can you just go into a little detail about what those positions entail? Well, center mid is usually like the brain of the team. It, they usually get the ball most of the time and they start the plays and they're the first line to call out for defense and stuff like that. Now, I know you were captain for the previous season at Woodbridge High School. Now, how would you have uh, prepared for those matches? So we usually practice every single day, you know, practice set pieces, other skill moves, just to work on for the upcoming game. And before the game, we were to show up an hour earlier to stretch, talk, talk everything out, and huddle up before a game. Now, what you just mentioned was um, seemed to be a lot of team bonding. So do you think um, that and other skills are needed to be successful in soccer? And if so, what are those skills needed? I feel like that's not the only thing you need because in soccer, you also need passion. You also need hard work and you always need to be attentive to everything. Now, you mentioned before that um, when furthering your education, you would like to play uh, for a college team. Now... Are you starting that process or how's yeah. it looking? Yes, I've been starting that process since freshman year, I guess. Uh, I've been playing in high tier tournaments and a bunch of college coaches have been looking at me and my teammates. Now, where are you at as a player currently? Like what teams do you play for? Well, I play for the school, obviously. And also I play for an academy team called FC Copa and that's the that's like my main team where all the college coaches watch me play. And then I go to Peru over the summer, like every other year, to play with other pro teams that are my age. Now how's that experience going to Peru? I feel like that experience teaches me a lot about like the the reality of professional soccer. Where like it's not the same as our age. Like everything's more difficult. It's more work and like you just need to be on top of soccer if you want to get to that level. Now when comparing that team to differences there? I feel like the differences are technical abilities. Differences are it like it shows how much effort you put into soccer than in other things around you because the pro teams in Peru are playing soccer every single day of their lives. Usually every single minute 
and all their time is wasted on that just so they could reach that goal. Now, that's primarily the goal, right, to be a professional soccer player. Now, what advice would you give to other teenagers who want to play soccer at such a competitive level? I would just tell them that if they want to be a professional soccer player, that they would have to focus more on soccer, really, than anything else. And obviously keep your grades up if you're going to play in the U.S. But soccer is more like a thing where you have to go put more effort into it. And, and yeah, I understand where you're coming from. So before uh, you leave us, is there anything that you would like to add? No, thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Leo. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of After the Bell. Make sure to be on the lookout for the next program of our show. And don't forget to follow the Baron Perspective on social media to stay in touch with the ongoings at Woodbridge High School and in our township. Thank you.